If you've listened to the podcast in the past, you know the show is all about financial well-being. But to really feel good about your financial situation, you need to get some things in place and some building blocks that you can use to really set yourself up for success in 2024 and beyond. And today we're going to help you get organized, take a look at what's going on truly in your financial situation and set up a process and routine where you can feel really good about the things that you're doing and the path that you're on towards financial success. Welcome to Modern Financial Wellness, the podcast dedicated to helping you feel better about your finances. I'm your host, Jim Grace, and I'll be your guide as we discuss the psychology of money and explore the emotional aspects that shape our financial decisions and how we feel about them. A quick note before we start, although I do hope that you find the information on this show to be helpful, in no way are any of these discussions to be taken as specific financial advice. Please do your own research and talk to your own advisors, especially when making important financial decisions. All right, everybody, welcome to Modern Financial Wellness. This is, I guess, a special episode of the podcast because I'm not interviewing a guest. It's just me here today. And what I hope to do is give you a couple of things to think about as you head into 2024 and beyond focusing on getting your financial house in order. Um, we thought about maybe doing a New Year's resolution type of episode. Um, but for me, at the end of the day, New Year's resolutions sound big and broad and state things like, I'm going to get my finances in order, or I'm going to be better at money, which is a great start, but maybe not specific enough. So what we thought we'd do today is spend a little time and actually give you a couple of things to specifically do to help you uh, be in a better position with your financial situation uh, now and into 2024. So hope this is helpful. Uh, I'll try to draw on some of the conversations we've had with some of the other experts and guests that we've talked to on the podcast. And of course, share my experience as a financial planner and a financial advisor, talk about the things that I do personally, or that we recommend to clients as they get their finances together. And again, hopefully it's, it's helpful for you. Just to touch on uh, New Year's resolutions, if you are planning on making finances a part of your New Year's resolutions for 2024, that's fantastic. But what I would start with is maybe instead of making a resolution about the things you're going to do, spend a little time thinking about this past year and your financial situation. Spend some time thinking about what went really well. What didn't go so great? Did you make any investments that turned out uh, to be good choices? Um, were there other things that you decided to do with your money that you uh, might want to do a little bit differently in the coming year? Do a year-end review. I think that's a better exercise uh, than thinking about specifically making a resolution. Give yourself some context of where you're coming from, and it'll help inform where you want to go to in the future. The first thing, before we get into specifically the how-to of all of this, the first thing I just want to share with everybody, it came up in episode four with Sarah Reif Hacking, uh, the time management consultant. She coaches uh, having an open growth mindset when she works with her clients to help them better manage their time. I think that applies to finances so well also. Um, 
getting your money in order, getting your finances together can feel like a daunting, overwhelming task. But I recommend Carol Dweck's book on mindset. And the whole idea is that anything difficult or challenging, you can get better at if you practice and your money is really no different. So if you're feeling a little stressed about just starting and it feels a little daunting or overwhelming, just take a breath and recognize that it might be a new process. It might be a little bit foreign. It might not be comfortable right now. But if you put some process in place and do some things regularly, it will get easier and you'll get better at it over time. So with that in mind and with a new mindset, let's talk about how to get yourself organized for 2024 and beyond. So how do we do this? How do we put it all together? What are some of the things that you can do to be better prepared for a good financial uh, 2024? The first thing that I would recommend we all do is try to get organized. And what do I mean by that? So one of the things we recommend to all of our clients is that they use some kind of financial dashboard. And what a financial dashboard allows you to do is link all of your financial accounts in one place. So instead of having a login to your 401k and a login to your credit card and a login to your bank accounts and trying to remember all these passwords on a regular basis to, to kind of take a look at everything, there are apps and platforms out there that allow you to link all of your accounts into one place and allows you to have a single sign-on access to everything. And that's the first step really in being more organized with your finances. It gives you visibility of the entirety of your financial situation in one place. And you really need to have that to think about where you want to go in the future. And when we go through that exercise and we enroll clients in some kind of financial dashboard, what we hear most often is that clients didn't really realize some of the specifics of their financial situation. They realized they have a little bit more cash than they, they felt like they had, or maybe they didn't have as much debt and they were in a better position than they thought they were when they looked at everything in one place. So get organized is step one. To do that, you're going to want to look at some kind of financial dashboard that lets you look at everything in one place. There are lots out there. And this isn't a show to recommend any one particular technology or, or app. Um, but ones that people might be familiar with are things like a platform that used to be called Right Capital. It got bought by Empower. Empower is a big 401k provider. But Right Capital now in power is pretty good at allowing um, clients to link all of your financial accounts, create that financial dashboard. It also has some financial planning capability. So if you wanted to do a little bit of a retirement planning yourself, Right Capital has some powerful reports and things that you could run along those lines. There's a new app that's winning a lot of awards. It's called Copilot that some of my clients are using and really like. That seems to have more of a modern user experience or user feel to it, um, more mobile friendly. So you have the older school kind of financial planning like based right capital now in power. And you have the new modern app, which is called Copilot as two examples of the types of uh, things you can look at. If you have a 401k or an employer-sponsored retirement plan, you can also look inside of that 401k. I've seen because Empower 
is a 401k provider. They also allow some of their participants in their 401k plans to use things like the right capital financial dashboard. So within your employer sponsored plan, you may have one of these financial dashboards already sitting there waiting for you to utilize. We use as a financial planner, I use a, a platform called eMoney. So our clients are enrolled in eMoney, but that's specifically a planning software that we utilize for our practice. But eMoney is a Fidelity product. So Fidelity owns eMoney. And I've seen some Fidelity sponsored 401k plans, similarly to what I just described with Empower. Fidelity sometimes allows their participants in their 401k plans access to things like e-money so you can see everything in one place so there's a lot of different ways that you might be able to access these things you may have to pay a small amount of money to find one online that you like and that you're comfortable with but as a first step in getting yourself organized i can't stress enough you really need to have and be using some kind of financial dashboard on a regular basis now that you've got everything linked to some kind of financial dashboard, the next thing that you need to focus on is where your money is coming from, where it's going, and what you're spending it on. So you need to be able to track and categorize your spending. Similarly to having a financial dashboard, you need some type of platform that allows you to see where you're spending your money and on what. I'm intentionally not using the word budgeting. So budgeting is a dirty word and it gets to having to make decisions about how much you are trying to spend or not spend on particular things and it brings up this whole host of emotions uh both positive and negative when we start talking about budgeting so let's not even use it all i'm suggesting as you step into the new year is that you find a way to track and categorize your spending. Just be aware of it. And this is something we learned in the first episode of the podcast from Derek Hagan, who's a mindfulness meditation coach, as well as a financial planner. We spent a lot of time just talking about conscious awareness, right? So being aware of how you're spending your money and on what is a really critical part of the financial planning process and setting yourself up for success in the future. So you have to do a little bit of bookkeeping but you're not trying to judge how you're spending your money or how your partner is spending your money. You're just observing at this point. So similarly to the financial dashboards, there are a lot of products out there that allow you to track and categorize your expenses depending on what you're used to or comfortable with. There's all different shapes and sizes out there. So there's things like Quicken or QuickBooks, which is really built on business bookkeeping. So if you've run a small business in the past, or if you've done some accounting and bookkeeping, things like Quicken or QuickBooks will look and feel similar to the type of uh, process that you might have had in the past. Um, if you're like me, I love spreadsheets. So I've been using an app called Tiller HQ, which is essentially a template built into a Google spreadsheet. And that for me, that's how I like to look at and sort the information. My wife really likes Rocket Money, which is a mobile app and that connects to her phone and she can scroll and see the same information that I'm seeing on Tiller in a spreadsheet. She can see that in a really uh, nice kind of easy to use 
mobile uh, app. So there's all different shapes and sizes, but what you want to do is have something that is showing you what you're spending your money on. And they'll also, all of them will allow you to create your own categories. And that's something that I'd suggest spending a little bit of time on. What do you want to track and why? So for example, if I go out and I have coffee in the morning, I can categorize that as food, or I could say specifically that's coffee. That's a trip out to a Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts. And that might be important for you. If you're trying to limit the amount of money that you're spending on a certain thing, you need to be able to track it and see how you're doing. So that's what tracking and categorizing your expenses will allow you to do is be much better informed about what you're doing with your money so that you can make better decisions about what to do with it in the future. So I think when people are more conscious of how they're spending money, it's pretty natural to have some kind of emotion boil to the surface. And when you talk about money, it touches all the different aspects of our lives. So it can bring up a whole host of emotions. And so again, I, I would always emphasize not to be judgmental. Non-judgmental awareness is another uh, you know, term you hear in mindfulness meditation. You're not judging how you're spending your money. You're not beating yourself up about what you've done in the past. And you're certainly not suggesting that your partner, if you're in a, in a coupled relationship, if you have a partner, you're not suggesting that how the your partner is spending money is wrong, that you're pointing the finger. That's the type of thing you want to avoid with this type of exercise. You're just trying to get a good understanding of where you're at so that you can make better decisions about where you're going in the future. And if this is something that you're just kicking off today, then you need to give yourself a little bit of grace. You need to give yourself a little bit of room to have made some mistakes in the past and just know that you're going to do better in the future. And knowing how you're spending money and having an app that allows you to see where your money is flowing and what you're spending it on is a good first step in, into it, making better decisions in the future. So tip number three. So the third and final thing that we recommend that everybody have in place is some type of process, some type of routine, habit, ritual, however you want to describe it. You need to know how often you're going to sit down and take a look at your financial dashboard and take a look at your cash flow app and track and categorize your expenses. So we recommend that clients who are just starting out and getting everything organized um, and taking a look at their cash flow for the first time. We recommend spending a shorter amount of time more regularly than some folks who might be doing this and have been doing it for years, right? So if you're just starting out and you made 2024 the year that you're going to get your finances together, I would suggest like once a week for 15 minutes, you just get into your financial dashboard and your cash flow app, track and categorize your expenses and do that regularly for a couple of weeks and see how that feels. But shorter, um, shorter amount of time more frequently is typically the best way to build a new habit. And if you're familiar with books like James Clear's Atomic Habits, he talks and writes a lot about this. Changing behavior and getting into a new routine is really, really difficult. So don't make it too daunting. Don't have an hour meeting with your spouse or partner 
once a week on something as heavy as finances right out of the gate. You might want to do that every once in a while. If you have bigger things to think about or plans to make, then longer uh, meetings are certainly appropriate. But I would definitely shorten it uh, to 15 minutes or so once a week as you're getting started. What my wife and I like to do is on the weekends, we're not getting the kids ready for school or getting them ready for bed. It's not after bedtime. We like to focus on getting together on the weekends, usually Saturday or Sunday mid-morning where the kids are watching cartoons or kind of off playing by themselves. We'll sit down for 15 minutes or so and we'll start first start by seeing if either one of us has anything that needs to be handled. So is there an action item that needs to be taken care of or a to-do that needs to get crossed off the list? We'll make sure we'll highlight anything upcoming that we need to be aware of and be planning for. And then we'll spend the rest of the time just taking a look and categorizing our expenses. As I mentioned before, I do it in a spreadsheet. She does it in an app. So we'll go through that process together. Um, and just try to identify if, if we're not sure of what a transaction was that happened in the prior week or so, we'll take that time to kind of clarify it and make sure that we have good information to use uh, for our planning in the future. So number three, it's all about implementation, right? It's getting things done. And that could be the most difficult part of all of this is once you have your financial dashboard set up and you have your cash flow app is sticking to that routine of regularly using those. And that's just going to take some time and building new habits like we talked about. Um, and a lot of this stuff becomes overwhelming sometimes. It's not going to feel easy in the beginning and life is going to throw a lot out at you. So it's just important to stick with it. The other thing that we recommend is people use some type of reminder and notification app. So this is often overlooked. I think we leave you so ourselves notes, or maybe we put a note in our iPhone every once in a while if we want to remember things. But there are also a lot of really cool apps out there that will remind you of those things at a specific time. So for example, you can have your money date on your calendar to go over your financial dashboard and your cash flow app. But you can also set a reminder for uh, Wednesday afternoon, like, hey, you said you were going to do that. So it's time to sit down and actually do it, right? So giving yourself a little bit of a nudge in that direction can be really useful. So you can set a reminder in your calendar for the meeting. You can also set a reminder and notification that your homeowner insur homeowner's insurance premium is due. Or right now, as we're recording this, it's the end of the year. So my wife and I are trying to spend down our FSA because that's due by the end of the year. So we got a reminder November 1st that we had set earlier in the year to remind us that it's the end of the year. And with everything else going on with the holidays and winding down 2023, this reminder pops up that alerted us to the fact that we have to pay attention to the FSA and make sure we don't leave any money in that account by the end of the year. So Microsoft has one, Apple has one, Google has one. There's private companies out there and new apps and technologies that handle this all the time. And I would just suggest you go out and find one that works for you. So financial dashboard, cash flow app, some type of process and ritual that you're going to try to stick to, and then use some more technology, some apps, reminders, and notifications to help you out because we learned from Dr. Moira Summers in episode two, when we talked about getting things done, 
obviously it's overwhelming and emotional when we're talking about finances. But the third one, which is really surprising to a lot of people, is sometimes we just forget and we need a little bit of help. And there's technology out there that you can use to make this a little bit easier um, so that you don't forget, you remember to do things, get things done. And ultimately, if we're doing all these things and you stick with it, it will get easier. And I promise you, it will help you feel better about your financial situation now and well into 2024. Yeah, so obviously we've talked about a lot. I've thrown a lot of information at you here today. Um, one of the things that I would want everybody to keep in mind is if you ever have questions or if you feel like you need a little bit of help, either taking a look at the things you're already doing or getting some new things set up, we're here to help. I love working with clients and taking a look at what their process looks like and, and making suggestions or helping them get themselves up set up for success in the future. So please, again, let us know if we can help. You can check us out at silverpinecapital.com. Obviously, modernfinancialwellness.com is the podcast website. So you can look me up there. Um, I hope you reach out and let me know what apps you're using, what's working, and if we can ever be uh, a resource to you and your family, we'd love to connect with you in the future. Thank you so much for listening and here's to accomplishing your money goals and feeling good about your financial situation in 2024. Cheers, everybody.